What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 186 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I sure do appreciate you listening in. Halal is an Arabic word that translates to permissible in English. As far as food goes, it refers to food that is allowed according to Islamic law. When it comes to meat, it means that it cannot be a forbidden cut, and there are rules that must be followed for the slaughter of the animal and the processing. Pork is also forbidden. My guests this week represent a large group of barbecue fanatics that follow the halal principles. I'm excited to welcome Zahed Ahmed, Nagai Mala, and Rehan Jaffrey from Halal Barbecue Pitmasters to the show this week to talk about the group Cooking Halal Barbecue and their motto of bringing people together with barbecue. I also want to give a special thanks to the guys for sending me some samples of their rubs. I gave the Terry Perry a try on some ribs this weekend, and it has a great flavor. But before we get to that conversation, let me tell you about the best sauce on the planet. Friends, I've been telling you about Sticky Fix from Motley Q for a while now. Recently named the 2021 Best Sauce on the Planet, at the American Royal World Series of Barbecue Sauce Contest, Sticky Fix will be your new go-to. Perfect for the whole family. Believe me when I say this stuff goes great on everything from quick grilled chicken to a 16-hour slow-smoked pork butt. Joe and Jess from Motley Q are mainstays on the Canadian competition barbecue scene, and their years of culinary and competition experience shine through in all of their products. They put lots of time and careful attention into each item, and they love how barbecue brings people together. Barbecue is a big part of their family, and they want to help everyone make it a part of theirs too. Motley Q sauces and seasonings are crafted to deliver high-quality flavor to all barbecue dishes. From beef, chicken, and pork, to wild game and vegetables, they've got a sauce or seasoning fit for any dish or occasion. Visit MotleyQ.ca to see their full lineup and get your bottle of the best sauce on the planet. Listeners of the Eat More Barbecue podcast can use the discount code EATMOREQ to save 15% off your order. That's discount code E-A-T-M-O-R-E-Q-U-E at MotleyQ.ca. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, another episode of the podcast. and really excited tonight. Uh, three uh, fine gentlemen from Texas with me today whose uh, motto is bringing people together with barbecue. And honestly, I can't think of much of a better way to go. Uh, Zahed Ahmad, Nagai Mala, and Rehan Jaffrey. I hope I got those all right. Uh, halal Barbecue Pitmasters. Gentlemen, uh, welcome to the show. How are we doing this evening? Doing great. Thank yeah, you. doing good. Thank you for having us. No, yes, my, thank you so much for having us, Ryan. My pleasure. Happy New Year. Uh, we're just getting into the 2022 here, so Happy New Year. Hope everything's uh, going well, and all the best to you guys for the New Year. Yeah, we, we are looking for the year to turn around. We yes. are ready for some changes. <laughs> I think we all are, right? Yes. Well, guy, maybe we'll start with you. A little bit of uh, background info about yourself. Sure. So, you know, we all we all live in the Dallas area, but I actually grew up in Amarillo, Texas, which is a small town in the panhandle of yep, Texas. Yep. So, you know, meat is very much a part of the culture. Very much uh, so, yeah. Being from the panhandle and, and then just from my family itself. So right. I grew up with a lot of steaks yep. and barbecue and grilling was always kind of a thing. And it just kind of continued to grow as a passion into adulthood. And the, the older I got, the more I started doing it. Right. So, that's kind of how I, you know, really kind of started to collaborate with these guys because it was things that we were talking about, like consistently. We, we bump into each other. Hey, what's going on? What did you make? Well, yep. how, how are you doing it? So awesome. So uh, really, it was always kind of a love for 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 the fire and and the things you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. How about uh, how about you, ahead? Yeah, so I was uh, born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. My parents moved to the U.S. in the 1970s and ended up in, in New Orleans. And so I, I grew up with delicious food and amazing mm-hmm. res- restaurants everywhere. Yes. Um, and, and you know, my mom was a big griller. She was actually the first pitmaster I knew. And nice. she she had been, she taught me, started teaching me how to grill when I was probably nine or ten years old. Um, and, and so I, I learned a lot in the younger ages and then, uh, as I got older, you know, that love just kept fanning. And, and actually, 
uh, I have been to Calgary and, oh, nice. and, and gotten halal meat there. Oh, uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, this is probably six, seven years ago. I was on a guy's trip and, and okay. we, uh, we went camping at Banff. Oh, yeah, beautiful. And yeah. we flew in, flew in. Yeah, it was a very, most beautiful place I've ever been. Right. Yep. Um, and so we flew into Calgary. We picked up some halal meat from a halal butcher there. And I tell you, that was the best burgers and steak I've had in a long time. Well, ha- happy to hear that. Our, uh, yeah, we've, yeah. We, we've got some good beef here in Alberta, so. Yeah, you're doing uh, something to your cows that we don't do in the U.S. That's just different, uh, different feed, I think. So that's, uh, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm jealous. Uh, two years ago, uh, for our 20th anniversary, my wife and I had a trip to New Orleans planned, and then uh, a, little, a little something got in the way, and we haven't been able to get out there yet. So uh, okay, well, so, hopefully you'll get there one day. You, yes. You'll you'll really love the food there. It's, oh, it's really I, amazing. Like yeah. you can literally walk into any restaurant, and the food will be good. Yes, no doubt. And uh, Rahan, how about you? So I was uh, born and raised in, in England, okay. and uh, my parents moved there in the, in the 60s uh, to England. And um, essentially, you know, I grew up, obviously, in my mother's uh, cooking. She, 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 there was nothing she made that wasn't delicious to me. So, you know, I was a big fan of her, and that, that, I think that developed my palate. Um, and I became very interested in food and cooking in general. Um, unfortunately, I hadn't had uh, tasted beef till I moved to US in, oh, really? in 91, simply because of uh, back then it was mad cow's disease mm. was a huge right. thing and, yes, and yeah. literally no one was eating it. Um, I, you know, the, the red meat was pretty much lamb for us and right. uh, we ate a lot of that and, and I still love that. That's one of my favorite meats. Um, um, but yeah, so I, I, I moved here in 91 yeah. and then uh, pretty soon got introduced to beef and started loving it and and that's how i met these guys obviously uh, you know uh through the cooking and and learning how to cook steak the right way yeah um you know reverse searing and all that kind of stuff and eventually moving on to stuff like brisket which which you know i'm, I'm absolutely in love with and um you know it's it's been a great experience uh learning this this kind of this kind of style of cooking right uh, i also like cooking other uh, of course like yeah. indian and, and pakistani uh kind of style yeah. cooking so i love doing that yeah. too but did you come uh, straight to the dallas area from england or no i actually moved to kansas city at first okay uh, so another, another great barbecue another place. barbecue yeah. place yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and then 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 uh moved here in uh, 98 oh awesome so, awesome well, I'll maybe start with you, Rahan. Question I ask everybody, uh, and we'll we'll do the rounds here. What does barbecue mean to you? Barbecue, uh, essentially, you know, for, for me, whenever I'm grilling, it's always uh, getting people to come round or inviting family and 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 that. So it's it's definitely part of our motto, actually, bringing people together. Yes, but uh, it's it's a it's a social thing. I don't. I rarely grill for myself okay. or you know obviously do grill for the family but you know i mean it's it's the, the bigger barbecues i've had brisket it's always large groups of people yeah. and so that's the part i love about it it's yeah. it's it's the it's the uh bringing everyone in and around that everyone gets amazed at the at the brisket mm. and the burgers and the yeah. steak and you know uh, I, that, that's that's what it means to me outstanding uh nagai how about you very similar yeah i think barbecue for me is meat family and friends hey you know, and, and it's, a, it's a great way to bring people together. And same thing when I'm usually cooking, I cook much more than I eat. And so a lot of it gets shared with neighbors. It gets shared with, you know, extended family. It gets yep. shared with work. Um, and, and it's a, yeah. So, so definitely along the same lines as Rahan. Yeah. And as I had the the other guys took the good answers. Uh, anything? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much what I was going to say. Yeah. But, um, the only thing I can build upon that is I also see barbecue as a, as an icebreaker of sorts. Mm-hmm. Like it's a way for us to meet people we wouldn't otherwise meet or, you know, when we participate in competitions, especially. Right. We meet a lot of people we wouldn't otherwise meet and a lot of people we've never heard of halal or anything like that. And um, and so it's it's a way for us to exchange culture and, and other things. I, I I think barbecue is, you know, is, has a huge um, potential to help the world in a lot of different ways. Maybe that's overreaching, but no, I don't um, you know. I, I, I tend to agree that it, uh, it, it can bring people together. And, uh, I mean, look, it, it connected Canada and Texas tonight. Here you yeah, go. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you, as you guys say, uh, as you said, there's a hard, uh, mixing cultures and introducing your culture through barbecue to other people. Right. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, I absolutely agree with that. That's awesome. And it's actually even connected me with some of my, 
family members who I hadn't necessarily talked to, my cousin, younger cousins who, who are just getting grills. They know I'm into grilling, so they're asking all this advice. And, right. uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, teaching them how to make a brisket or how to make a steak, uh, you know, over the over Zoom or uh, over conference calls. And it's and it's just it's it's something different. You know, it, it's it's a. Uh, Definitely something that's becoming more and more popular in UK too. Mm-hmm. But yes. um, you know, um, it's, it's it's a great way to connect. Yeah. No, but that's... you know, and, and and if you actually look back at you know the history of of us and Halal Barbecue Pitmasters, we started off basically as a social right. group, right? It was people we knew, and then I knew somebody, and he knew somebody, and you had family, and and it became a larger kind of online social. We were basically a social media presence mm-hmm. kind of collective for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and really an exchange of ideas and exchange of cooks and recipes and lots of pictures of, Oh, he made this. I mean, I made ratatouille because I saw Rehan made ratatouille. Right. You know, and we right. smoked it in, the, in our, in our tomatoes. Nice. Uh, and so I, I think a lot of it is, is that and building upon that. And yeah, I mean, there's Texas barbecue, there's Kansas city barbecue, there's, there's all the different kind of regional stuff to talk about too. Mm-hmm. So this, this community has just kind of continued to grow uh, from that standpoint. And our group is global. So we've got people in South Africa, Australia, Pakistan, um, right. UK, obviously, but um, all over the, all over the world mm-hmm. uh, watching what we're doing and, and, and then showing us what they're doing. And it's great. Uh, especially the stuff that we've never heard of, like the st- stuff from South Africa and Zahid, you were talking about that, that, uh, different type of uh, rub uh, you know i mean that's just the stuff flavor profiles that we we typically would never be exposed to yeah oh that's outstanding that's kind of i was gonna ask uh, next how you guys met and you kind of touched on that uh, just at social gatherings and sort of that sort of thing yeah great and uh i guess explain you kind of touched on it there in the guy and maybe he's ahead you can expand on it what is halal barbecue pitmasters? Yeah, oh, that's a good question. So I, I would say we are just a group of uh, men and women, uh, mostly Muslim, who uh, who enjoy grilling and barbecue, mm-hmm. and um, and we it was we share ideas via social media, uh, you know, different avenues, uh, including Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, um, sometimes just personal text messages share a lot of ideas on what different things we can do and whatnot. And kind of out of that group, um, we saw that there was, you know, a little gap in, in terms of, you know, what kind of seasonings are available to, to, to people. And so we, you know, th- that's kind of where our first rub came from. We called it uh, Texas Tandoori. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tandoori is a very classic, um, classic South Asian cooking style. It's actually, the tandoor refers to a clay oven. Right, yeah. Um, and you kind of stick skewers down into it with meat. And there's a classic way of, of marinating that meat. And it's kind of a double marinade. You first marinate it in, in, um, in kind of garlic ginger paste or water and stuff for a while. And then you marinate it in yogurt and other right. spices. Yep. And, and and then you put it down into the into the tandoor, which is usually rip roaring hot, like a thousand degrees sometimes. Wow! Um, you put it down in there and and grill it, and um, and so we, you know, we wanted to do that here, but tandoors are a little bit more difficult to get here. Sure. In yeah. the U.S., uh, they're available. They're just very expensive yep. and and crack. Um, but we figured out, you know, and we we also saw other people do this, but we figured out that you can use a kamado, like right. a big green egg. Yeah, I saw that. The yep. Same way. Yeah, and so we did that at a grilling competition, and we came in first in that competition nice. using this Texas tandoori rub yeah. and um, realized that we could sell it. Uh, not that we are trying to become rich off of it, but, you know, it's something that we can get out of there, mm-hmm. getting it out into the community and and, um, and kind of, you know, open up different palates. Yeah. Um, and and we, we modeled that Texas tandoori flavor after that double marinade style. Like, of course, you can never... Completely replicated double marinade, but but it comes very close to that. Yeah. And and the idea of a Texan jewelry is that you can make it very easy. You could you could use it much easier than doing a double marinade. You can use any grill. You can use your oven, an air fryer, or whatever, uh, and get a very similar flavor. Right. Uh, and then then we made several other rubs. Yeah. You know, Rehan has come out with three different rubs that are all very brilliant. And and the guy came up with sumac black, which uh, is very nice. Uh, 
uh, rub that's amazing on steak and, and helps create a perfect bark on, on any low and slow kind of uh, brisket or ribs cook. Yeah, yeah, the charcoal, uh, that does, uh, does some wonders. Oh, yeah, I love, it really I does. Love, I love charcoal. Yeah. Love charcoal on my cooks. Yeah, yeah. No, Even yeah. before before he made that rub, he was dropping off uh, boxes of. I've still got them acti- activated. I've all that charcoal, that edible charcoal. Yep. I still, I don't know what to do with them. I've got a, bu- <laughs> a bunch of uh, right. edible charcoal boxes. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. very uh, enthusiastic about that. So. Yeah. So for folks that aren't familiar, what does halal mean? Yeah, that's that's a very important question. So when we use the word halal, we're actually referring to the way the animal is killed. Mm-hmm. And and so this is a very old, 1,400-year-old kind of uh, ritual. And, and it's very, very similar to the way uh, kosher, kosher meat right. is, is, kosher animals are killed. Right. Um, and so it, it refers to the slaughtering technique. And the main things are that the animal has the least amount of pain. Right. And we show a lot of respect to the animal mm-hmm. and that you use God's name when killing the animal. Okay. Uh, and that is very clear that the reason this animal is being sacrificed is not for pleasure or for uh, game. It's, it's for sustenance. Right. Right. And so that, that's kind of the, the main, th- that's what we talk about when we talk about halal. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's actually extremely common. I think people probably don't even know how common it is. A lot of the meat available in the U.S., not a lot, but many of the high-end meat uh, meat providers actually do use halal techniques. Right. Uh, and, and many restaurants who have high-end meat actually have halal meat. And most people don't even know, know that that's the case. And um, there's, no, the other, there's no taste difference. And, no. And yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same. And, and the other thing, the other really important thing to know is that um, Muslims eat a lot of meat. I mean, mm-hmm. we are a very carnivorous yeah, okay. group. It's 1.6 billion Muslims in the world. That's a lot of people eating meat. Yep. So, so we've gotten good at, at mostly grilling, you know, yeah. hot and fast type of grilling of a lot of different types of meat. Yeah. But I, I don't think, and I, and I do want to kind of make this distinction that I don't think for people who don't know what halal is, halal barbecue is not necessarily a style of grilling. Right. It's more along what Zahid said and the way the meat is prepared Correct. and slaughtered. Yeah. Yep. But it's not. I wouldn't com- say halal barbecue versus Texas barbecue versus, you know, Kansas exactly. City barbecue versus South African barbecue. Right. It's, it, it's not that at all. Yeah, it's just strictly the, the meat you're using. Correct. I mean, halal means permissible. That's what halal, okay. the word halal means. Okay. So that's, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, make a note of that there. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, and then uh, obviously with your rubs and what you guys cook, you're bringing your own... Uh, flavors and culture into it, but that isn't that's separate from the meat itself, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I will say, you know, some people would call what we do fusion. I don't think it's fusion. It's just us. That's just mm-hmm. what we, you know, the flavors we like and whatnot. And um, we're not, we don't. I don't feel like we fused anything. I feel like this is just who we are, and and this is you know the flavors we like and and what we think other people would like. The latest. Um, just to put a plug out there, the latest rub we we come out with is actually called Hot Fries. Yeah, I saw that one. And yep. yeah, so that that um, that came about because I have a daughter who's addicted to flaming hot Cheetos. Ah, okay. And 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 we had to figure out a way to get her off of those. So we <laughs> came up with a rub. We designed a rub that has the same flavor. Oh, and nice. You can use it on you know. So I got her to put it on popcorn and other stuff and stop eating so many flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, we, since we could do it, we decided to go ahead and market it and, sure. and, and put it out there as a product. And it's been fairly popular. It, you know, um, it, it wasn't easy to make, but it, 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 we really like it. And it, it adds a lot of flavor to just about anything you, you grow. Yeah. So talk about maybe guys, what, uh, what sort of cookers you're using at home? I saw you guys mentioned the, uh, the eggs, the Kamado, uh, what sort of other cookers are you using, uh, for your cooks? Rehan, maybe you can start. Uh, I mean, I have a Kamado Joe. Um, I yeah. love it. Um, I love the fact that it's got a hinged <laughs> hinged uh, lid, which, uh, you know, I've used the green egg. Yeah. The, the guy has actually three green eggs. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think he's, he's actually working on another grill, which you can talk about that, Nagai. guy. No, I've got the three, and then that's it. I'm done. Oh, oh you're tapping not. out? <laughs> <laughs> But you guys also have gas grills and griddles and stuff, right? Yeah, right. I mean, the, every every everything has a, has a role. Yeah, of course. 
when I want something quick, I have a grass grill, and sure. then I have a do have a, a nice uh, griddle for for smash burgers and, and stuff like that. Okay, you know? yeah, that's that's yeah. Uh, something I love too. But uh, yeah, uh, what was that Nagai? What was that gr- grill you were looking at? I was looking I at something know. else, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> okay, <he's not> gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I actually just recently moved, and so I'm in a little bit of a flux with my grills. But mm. right now, I still have plenty. I have a Weber kettle. Right. Yeah. Um, I have a, um, uh, a, a pellet pellet cooker, the Camp Chef. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a Kabato Joe Junior, and I have a pit barrel cooker. Nice. Which I actually have a lot of fun with. The pit barrel is a, lot, a ton of fun. And it's actually kind of the same style as the tandoor oven. You kind of hang meat and mm-hmm. and uh, let the juices drop onto the coal and create that, you know, meat juice and vapors that add so much flavor. Yep. Now, how do you find, and the reason I ask is that I'm uh, considering uh, getting a drum cooker. Um, and I, I also have a Weber kettle, so I'm just wondering, mm-hmm. comparison, uh, comparing those two cookers... Uh, do they kind yeah. of each, is there an overlap so, or do they each have their own uh, place? They have their, well, I think they have their place. I guess I have yeah. to justify it since I have both. <laughs> um, but you know, That's what I, I'm looking I, for here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. This, I have this conversation with a lot of people, how to help them get more grills. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the style of cooking in the, in the um, pit barrel is a raised direct cook. Mm-hmm. So the food is hanging way, either hanging or there's a grate. It's way yeah. above the the charcoal, right? Yeah. Whereas the Weber, the food is a lot closer. Your meat is a lot closer to the charcoal. Right. And I think the advantage of the raised direct cooking is that uh, you don't burn the food. It can cook a little bit slower. Yeah. Um, and and has a chance for those meat vapors to kind of come up there and 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 add a lot of flavor. I I've actually made quite a bit of things, even brisket in it. And um, it tastes different. It, and brisket tastes different when you cook it raised direct. It has a little bit of a, more of a, like a burger taste to it. Okay. Um, but but it's still delicious. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. You get better airflow control with it too, don't you? And temperature control. Well, the, yeah, I think in a lot of um, a lot of the ugly drum smokers, you get really good temperature control. Mm, yeah. In the pit barrel cooker, pit barrel is kind of intended to be set it and forget it. You don't really mess around with anything. You just Put your but, food in. But you have to use you, a lot more coal on a, on a barrel. In the pit barrel, you do have to fill it up with coal every time, and um, and you can spray the coal with water if you want to, you know, save it after you're done cooking. But, right. But otherwise, it's, there's you can't really shut it down like you can a Kamado okay, or something. I see. Yep. I gotcha. Yeah. Even my cat, even my Weber, I'm able to close off the vents and reuse the coal generally. So. Yeah. 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 Kamado, I can. For a long, my coat lasts yeah. a while. Even. Wow, those right. things hold the temperature so uh, so good. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, that, that that's my thing. Yeah, I want yeah. something simple and easy where I can put it on, not not worry about it. Yeah, right. And that's why I, you know, maybe a, a brisket off the big green egg is not as as good and as true as a brisket on off on offset. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, I sleep all night when I make. A brisket. Wow, that's the difference. Yeah, I've got a I've got my Oklahoma Joe offset, and when I'm doing brisket, it's a uh, Takes me two days to recover afterwards. <laughs> Not getting any sleep. And as I get older, that gets tougher. So we'll be right back with more from the Halal Barbecue Pitmasters talking about their line of rubs and using that to give back to the community. But first, a word from Pitt County Barbecue, who is bringing authentic North Carolina style whole hog barbecue north of the border to Alberta and Canada. Based out of Edmonton with the ability to travel, Pitt County Barbecue will come to your event and cook an entire pig on site using their custom-built cooker designed by owner and pitmaster Peter Zakuski. Specializing in corporate catering and private events, Pitt County Barbecue brings a unique regional barbecue dining experience. From North Carolina chopped barbecue pork to Piedmont-style coleslaw, trust me when I say you've never tasted anything like this before. The meat is so good you don't even need sauce. Peter is truly inspired by the South. His attention to detail and quality is second to none. From delicious food to amazing customer service, make sure to bit Bilk, Pitt County Barbecue for your next event. Check out their recent web series, Friends of the Pit, on YouTube, and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. To book your event, visit their website at pittcountybbq.com. That's P-I-T-T-CountyBBQ.com. 
you touched on the rubs and some of the different flavors. I see on the website uh, mentioning some charity. Uh, talk about that and why that's important to you guys, uh, supporting charity with the rub sales. So I think part of you know the halal community is understanding that this is not just us, right? And mm. that, and and I think this is more of a global view that I think you know many people have, and particularly I think us as Muslims that part of our responsibility we feel like is to make sure that we can help other peoples. Right. And so there we've we've worked with kind of several organizations in the DFW area for refugees that we know and they're that actually that are pitmasters that work closely with these refugee organizations. So, you know, usually they'll kind of coordinate almost like a food drive. So we will cook, you know, and use uh, the last couple of times we did it, we all kind of cooked at home, made rice, made chicken, and each kind of platter went to the, to, to refugee families and we took it and delivered it with them. But I think that's part of, you know, this community is recognizing it's not just a community of pitmasters, but it's using our pitmaster community to help the others around us as well. Outstanding. Outstanding. Love that. Yeah. And then we also have a commitment uh, before we even started this, uh, started a business aspect to this. We had a commitment that we would give a, a sizable portion of, of our, any profit to charity. Uh, you know, the three of us, we have good jobs. We're not going to quit our jobs. And yeah. this is not our main source of income which allows us to just be kind of fun for us. Right. And, yeah. um, but we, we do make sure that we, you know, that we remember the bigger picture and that, um, that our goal is not to be rich off of this. Our goal is to help as many people as we can help and create a community. That's outstanding. Love it. Love it, guys. Uh, you mentioned uh, some competition. Talk about uh, the competition side of thing for you guys. Yeah, okay. So this is, so we have done our own competitions and then we have, um, we have participated in other competi- other people's competitions okay. too. So we, the very first competition we did was a brisket competition, and it was at my house, uh, because those you know, that's all we knew to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody made briskets and brought it over, and, okay. and then we had we had about thirty guys there to judge for us. Nice. Um, I think it was more than that, wasn't it? It could have been. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember exactly, but that was years ago. And then the second competition we did, we did at a park and. It was a poultry competition, so people did chicken or turkey or whatever, and and, uh, and there we had judges. There we got a little bit more official with it. So we we found a bunch of restaurant chefs to be okay, our judges, nice. and and had a lot of fun there. And yep. then the third one, the third one we did at a mosque, uh, and and we had I think ten teams, and the theme of that one was meat on a stick. Okay. Yep. Um, and so it had to be skewered meat. Right. And. Um, and and something like a thousand people showed up to oh, that wow. one, and so that that was a little overwhelming, but it was a lot of fun too. <laughs> yeah. And um and the winner was a guy who made picanha actually. Okay. He skewered picanha and made it, and that was I actually didn't think that much about picanha before that, but mm. now that's by far my favorite cut. Yeah. Um and and then we're gonna do one hopefully in the next few months. That's gonna be a steak competition. Okay. And so those are a lot of the competitions that we ourselves have organized right. and, uh, and we always get about 10 teams involved nice. and then we, we participate in others competitions. One of the mosques here, uh, you know, did their own brisket competition that we participated in twice. Okay. Um, and then, uh, COVID of course slowed everything down, yeah. but, you know, but, but hopefully we'll, we can get back on track. Uh, and then we, we competed in an egg fest, the big green egg festival. Right. Uh, that was back 2019, I guess. We came in first place, uh, you know, with our Texas Enduri chicken. Right. Yeah. And then just a few months ago, we did we did the same egg fest again. Uh, it had gotten canceled the the year before that. Sure. Yeah. Um, but we, a few months ago, we did it again, and again we came in first place. Uh, and we also did our first KCBS competition. Okay. Um, and that was, I think, in October. This was actually a kosher KCBS competition. I was, was going to ask. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. kosher, so uh, kosher is also considered halal. Right. So there's an overlap, and you know the animal is killed in very similar methods. So most people consider kosher to also be halal as well. Okay. And um, the reason we can't participate in more KCBS or other competitions is because there's usually pork involved. Pork, right? Yeah. And and pork is not allowed at all. That's the one thing that's totally banned in Islam mm-hmm. uh, or in halal thinking. Um, anyway. We had a lot of fun with that, uh, yeah. with, with this kosher competition. You know, yeah. uh, we there was I think thirteen teams, 
And we were, there might have been one other non-Jewish team. Okay. Uh, but we had so much fun getting to know everybody yep. and, and developing all these new friendships and, um, you know, crossing a lot of cultural, uh, cultural boundaries mm-hmm. and understanding a lot. And for that one, we came in top three nice. in brisket, uh, brisket, turkey, and uh, beef ribs. Okay. And we came in third place overall. Nice. If it was, I think I, I messed up the chicken. If it wasn't for that, it probably would have gotten better. Yeah. Um, and then we also got the, the the celebrity chef's choice for a brisket. Oh, awesome! And the, uh, and that was actually pretty. That, that was a good honor because the celebrity chefs were actually pitmasters at at several barbecue restaurants in the area. Yeah. Okay. And that was right in the Dallas area. That competition. That was in the Dallas yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, we're planning. We're trying to plan to do some to to travel and do some barbecue competitions. Yeah. Uh, we just have to figure out how we're going to handle the pork stuff and things yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think that the Sentinel event that for for me and and I think more for us as as, as a trio was really that that first Dallas Egg Fest where yeah. you know we competed and and the, the team was big and it was you know probably 10 12 people on the team and oh, wow. we're all great friends but that was really where we took these rubs because we had Texas Tandoori we had Sumac Black on Picani at the time mm-hmm. and so those were the two that we served but you know everything before was kind of all the other competitions before were really just amongst friends. Yeah. And so everybody likes everybody's cooking. Of course, yeah. Eating, yeah. Right. And this was really when we kind of opened it up to a, you know, the community at large and mm-hmm. where anybody comes to an egg fest and, and to really say, look, this is our flavor. This is our technique. This is how we're hanging it off, off the, the egg. Yeah. And I think that's when it really hit us that, you know what, this is a great way to interact with, everybody mm-hmm. and really take these flavors and these 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 styles to to everybody and that's really when we started kind of you know we had been wondering about the possibility of can we actually market a rub and, mm-hmm. and sell rubs and share rubs from that perspective and i think when we did the egg fest it really kind of hit home with all of us that you know what there is you know, a, an option here to really share it down this route yeah as you said bringing it to the the larger community uh is a, a more of a test than your friend group, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, and those egg fests. I don't know that we do much of that up here in Canada with the egg fests, but uh, certainly uh, I hear so about I had, them. You did, you did you did an egg fest before that by yourself too, didn't you? The Texarkana was it Texarkana? Yeah, we, we went all the way to Texarkana, which is a Texarkana, as the name implies, is a city at the corner of Texas, Arkansas, and Louisiana. Yep. And um, uh, so for that one. There was no one available to go with me, so my wife and kids went with me. Oh, nice. And um, and we made the tandoori chicken there, uh, and it was a lot of fun. That that that's a different community than Dallas, of course. A little more, you know. They they certainly no one there had ever had tandoori chicken before. Right. Yeah, it's something. New. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah much more new for them. So. Yeah. Uh, back to the KCBS with the kosher competition. Uh, what were the meats you mentioned? Brisket, beef ribs, turkey, and chicken. Brisket. Yeah, brisket, beef ribs, turkey, and chicken. Those okay. are the four categories. Yeah. Okay. Do you are there a lot of those competitions down there uh, with the, the kosher competitions? I I believe there are kosher competitions around the country, uh, but in Dallas, this is just once a year. Right. But oh. I, I, there is a little bit of a kosher barbecue circuit. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, yeah. But and I think COVID because of COVID it's, it's not as prominent of course, right. but, yeah. but it probably, hopefully it will be in the near future. Oh, that's awesome. Now does that, are they able to incorporate the scores into the, the bigger KCBS rankings and stuff or like how do they? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it did. I tested it. I created okay. an account with KCBS yep. and our points went in there. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Good, good. <laughs> and so the, there's actually KCBS uh, kosher, judging certification too okay so a separate uh separate certification yeah kind of kind of separate i think it's just the uh under the umbrella of, of okay. certification general, sure yeah. yeah oh excellent yeah i uh, just this past uh, i guess last year now uh started competing myself up here so uh, uh-huh. joined a team and we got three three competitions under our belt this past uh this past year so fantastic oh it's a uh-huh. great time just the the community you guys talk about community and uh, being a part of that is a it was a lot of fun. So, and we got a. It really is. How'd you do in the competitions? 
our first one, I'm trying to think, there was 17 or 18 teams. We took first place in chicken. Oh, wow. But, but, but managed to finish last overall. <laughs> <laughs> the scoring is funny that way, right? Oh, it's man. Kind of yeah. You nail, you nail one and uh, blow it on the others, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second one it was actually a double header, so it was two days in a row. Uh, over the on the Labor Day weekend, uh, the second, the first of those, kind of middle of the pack, and then uh, improved the second day and took first place in pork. So, oh, that's awesome! Very Congratulations nice. again. Yeah. So we either we're either first place or last. It seems I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- the three of us are going to get together here in a couple of weeks and uh, discuss strategy for the coming year. So that's kind of why I'm looking at a, a drum to. Uh, bring that into the competition thing. So, yeah, isn't that the fun thing about these competitions? Because oh. you know, we went in as the first time, and, yeah. and there were a lot of first timers or yeah. second timers, but there were also the kind of the the, the veterans that are in this circuit routinely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to talk to them and interact with them and learn from them, but then at the same time to know that you actually can come in with a fighting chance. Yeah, that just because this is your first entry does not mean you're necessarily going to place that yeah. last. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's great, and we've got. Uh, one of the t- uh, the teams up here, they've been the top team in Canada the last uh, two of the last three years. Uh, Smellicue, they're called. Uh, they've com- they've cooked down in the, at the Houston Rodeo and all over the U.S. and they seem to do very well wherever they cook. Um, the the last uh, competition of the year up here, they didn't enter the competition, uh, but it's a husband and wife, and they were there for the weekend and just spent the weekend going around helping anyone who wanted help. So that, yeah, kind of gives you an idea of the, uh, you know, the kind of people you are, the, you run into there. Right. So. Yeah. That that's, that's barbecue, right? There's it, a lot of camaraderie and, yeah. and people are willing to share it. Not, they don't share everything, but no, they no, they always hold something back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, maybe touch on a few of the, uh, kind of more interesting cooks and recipes you guys have done, uh, the the tandoor chicken hanging it uh, with the egg. I'm interested about that. You're just taking that the the vent cap off the top of the egg. Is that it? Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And then and then uh, you know anywhere from 450 to 500 degrees. Yep. And just leave it. You know, take out the plate setter so it's more of a direct style. Let it heat up and then just drop whatever you need to from the top. I mean, yeah. uh, so chicken pieces. I love doing wings that way because. Oh, yeah. The outside will get nice and crispy with the skin. Yep. And the inside well, the other, is very The other thing you do is at the bottom you put a potato or something like that, which mm. gets which gets nicely roasted in the oils and the juices of the of the meat and right, yeah, that's yeah. actually delicious too. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. To stop the chicken from falling. Sure, yeah, you need that. So that's just a, a skewer or something with a hook on it, so it hooks onto the yeah. nice, nice, yes. nice. And then I saw the the nan using the uh using the egg as a kind of a a tandoor oven for Nan. So Zai had tried that first. Yeah. I'll let Zai had talked about his experience with that. Yeah, we tried it. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do because it's very hot. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not quite set up for it. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a guy in Canada, Smoking Dad Barbecue, who yeah, just okay. released a video, a YouTube video on how he did it. And yeah. his technique is probably better than what we did, to be honest with you. Um, he figured out a way to, you know, he cleaned, he, he did a clean burn, got the tandoor nice and uh, clean, yeah. uh, or not the tandoor, sorry, the yeah, big green yeah. egg nice. And, oh, sorry, Kamado Joe. Yeah. It's Kamado Joe's. Got it nice and clean, and then he got the the dough to actually stick and not stick too much. Okay. And not burn. So he, uh, it's worth checking out if yeah. you can. Yeah. So I think ultimately what worked the best for me was just using the ceramic plate setter and just cooking it on that as opposed to trying to do it on the side. We were trying okay. to do it kind of yeah. you know, like a classic tandoor and on the side of the big green egg. Mm. But yeah. I think just on the ceramic plate setter, it came out. I mean, it came out great when yep. I did it that way. Yeah, awesome. So it's just a, a balance kind of between the heat and the stickiness of the dough to get it to stick on the side. Is that? I think so. And yeah. I, and, and and again, you know, the, the, the Kamados usually, you get so much black and the creosote and all of that. And I, I don't think that that necessarily helps no. either yeah. with adhesion or flavor. Sure. So yeah. I tried it when I, you know, after a clean burn also. Yeah. Um, awesome. Any other kind of interesting cooks you could, uh, you can think of there? Hmm. Trick question. 
It is. I mean, yeah. it's, it's the techniques, it's the meat. Yeah. Rehan really likes doing an equilibrium brine on his brisket. Have you ever done an equi- equilibrium brine, Ryan? No. Tell All me. right, Rehan, take tell this me. one. Yeah. Tell me. No, I mean, it's, it's basically, it, it stems from the days when I had a electric uh, smoker. So, um, you know, it, uh, you know, w- with that, it was advantageous just to get it more tender to basically do an equilibrium brine, which is basically equal parts uh, salt and and, uh, and sugar, uh, you know, boiled in a you know boil in a, a pot and then cool down and then you know let your brisket marinate in that for well sometimes I used to leave it up to five days and oh wow you know I mean you, you, usually it's couple one or two days and that's good enough but um, it definitely lends to a more tender brisket um, when you're doing a um, with an electric smoker right okay saying that. Um, and these guys give me a hard time, but, um, you know, I've done, I used to, I, when I switched to the commando Joe, I, I was still kept on doing it out mm-hmm. of habit. And then pretty soon realized that you can get a pretty tender brisket with, Good with, uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, just the no brine. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, eliminating like four or five days of, you know, yeah, effort and stuff. <laughs> yeah exactly. So, um, you know, I, but I will say that, you know, even if I was going to do a competition, I'd probably... I probably would uh, brine it yeah. for that extra bit of tenderness, and and it really does. It, it, if you haven't tried it, it's worth doing just an experiment, especially if you're doing competition. For sure. Um, yeah. um, I personally think it, it it does tend to give you and gives more flavor too. Maybe. Yeah, the sugar would bring some flavor and a little sweetness, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So what's uh, what's next for uh, for the group for Halal Barbecue Pitmasters? Uh, any more rubs? We're all working uh, on, yeah, we're all working on different rubs. Yep. Um, so, um, uh, you know, we're excited about that. We're experimenting. You know, our experiment and te- exper- experimental stage usually lasts a couple of months, yeah. uh, maybe longer sometimes, um, you know, to just tweak out the flavors and mm-hmm. get the best flavor, flavor profile. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's what we're working on right now. Yeah. Uh, all three of us, actually. Yeah. Now, are you guys making and packing the rubs yourself, or do you, are you using a co-packer? What's your process there? Yeah, we, we do have, have a co-packer that we use. Yeah. Okay, so you're not uh, you're not in the manufacturing side of things, and uh, no, no. <laughs> let the no, experts. And, uh, and you know, and and some of the rubs use very specific ingredients, and so we needed a, a co-packer who really could get everything that we wanted. You yeah. know, like the Terry Perry mm-hmm. is a very specific chili. It's the bird's eye chili. It's the bird's eye chili, and yeah. so so really, in order to do things like that, we needed a co-packer yeah. from South Africa. Yeah, we, we yeah we, you know we we and plus uh, even when in our experimental phase, it, it's 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 a uh, sometimes messy and and you know the, the the powder all over the place. I couldn't yeah. imagine manufacturing it. It wouldn't. My wife wouldn't be very yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will also think this is a good opportunity for me to plug that uh, you know a lot of people don't like rubs. They feel that at home they could just mix it themselves, mix things themselves, yep. and um, and that rubs are too salty. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. And we take that into account when we make the rubs that we make. We try to do things that that people can't do at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the ingredients in the hot fries rub are not things people are going to have in their pantry at home. It's just not. Um, right. You know, it, it, the ingredients in Texas Tandoori, there's so many ingredients in Texas Tandoori, it's really unlikely. Even my mom doesn't have that all those ingredients right. in her kitchen. You know. Also, um, we uh, I would like to point out we don't use artificial ingredients like artificial food coloring or um, cake cake anti caking ingredients, which is a big, very common yes. for most rubs. Yep. So, you know, uh, with a couple of physicians on on our on our team, we, right. we, there, there's no way you know. And also, we watch sodium content, um, so we're kind of definitely uh, lean towards the health health side of, of things. Perfect. Perfect. You know, the, the other thing for me is that I, I lean towards simplicity mm-hmm. and I think, you know, I, I don't spend five days or seven days preparing a meal. I want to sometimes come home and make it quickly and simply. And I think the beauty of everything we have is that you can do that. You can stop by a grocery store, pick up some meat, throw the rubs on it, throw it over the fire yeah. or in a pan and come out with some great meat or vegetables or anything like that. And yeah. I, I think that's that's one of the beauties of these these flavor palettes, right? Is yeah, that absolutely it, it, it's it's easy to do. Yep. Well, and as you kind of touched on there, if you've got some kind of more obscure ingredients, 
for somebody to go out and buy all of those ingredients to make their rub themselves is going to cost them a ton. And then they've got, uh, you know, they'll use a teaspoon out of a full right. jar and then they've yeah. got a, a jar of something they may not ever use again. Right. So, whereas, uh, you know, just grabbing the bottle of rub and, uh, no, I'm, I'm always have quite a collection of rubs and everything on the go here. So it's all, uh, I'm with you there. So that's excellent. Yep. Uh, guys, to wrap up, where can uh, folks find uh, information on the group and what you're all doing? Yeah, so our website is halalbarbecuepitmasters.com. Yep. Uh, that'll have information about us plus all of our products. Yep. Uh, and and probably the most things that we, most information we post is on Instagram. Okay. And so if they follow us on Instagram, our handle is halalbarbecuepitmasters.com. And uh, we post things almost every day, either in the stories or in, um, you know, we have reels and we have posts, uh, static posts as well. And then uh, we also post, we also share things that other people make. A lot of times people tag us and they're, especially when they use our rubs, they'll tag us and we'll share all that and uh, try to share different methods and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and we're, we love it when people contact us individually and, and ask us questions or, or give us advice or whatnot. Yeah. And lots of lots of great recipes on the website. I noticed as well. So, yep. Yep. excellent. Well, the last uh, last question I like to ask everybody, and uh, Rahan, we'll start with you down uh, there. Uh, it's dinner time. You got one of the one of your smokers or grills fired up. What's your uh, what's your go to meal? Uh, I do love steak. Yep. I have to say ribeye steak is, is one of my favorites. Um, so that's that's the first thing that comes to mind. There's other things, but I've, sure. I've just yeah steak. So Zahed, I won't make you go last this time. You can uh, jump in. Yeah, yeah. I love doing. Uh, I, I love doing half chickens actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, he and, does. And, he really and, does. Yeah, yeah. And my wife actually loves. A, part of it is because my wife demands a half chicken with Texas tandoori once a week. Oh well, that's all right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I've gotten good at making a half chicken. Excellent. Um, and 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 the kids eat it too, and we pull the meat sometimes for sandwiches during the week and stuff like that. Perfect. Perfect. The guy. Uh, a good ribeye yep. any day of the week, yep. but it takes time because I like to reverse sear it. Yeah. I like it nice and thick. If I'm going to do something quick, it's either a flap steak or chicken thighs. Those yeah. you can just, you know, I'll yeah, nice cover it with something and just cook it real quick and easy and, and that'll take care of it. Yeah. I've started, uh, it's a little more hands-on labor intensive, but instead of the reverse sear, the, the just keep flipping method. Don't know if uh, you're... Uh, JFK. Oh, yeah. 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 You just, uh, every minute or so you flip it and... Uh, you gotta gotta be there watching it, but you build up that same kind of gives you the same result as the uh, as the reverse sear. But so so I tried that this weekend because it yep. was a thinner cut. How so? Yep. How thick of the cut will you do that with? Uh, the ones I've done have been probably an inch or so. Yeah, okay, yeah, it works pretty good. And that yeah. actually worked because it was the same. It was I, the cuts we had were not that thick, so yeah. I was like, I'm not going to reverse sear it. Yeah, and I did that, and with the sumac black, I mean the yeah. crust came out. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean even better than than I expected. Yeah. And so and it was a nice. You know, that one was a nice rare for me. Yeah. I did that with a Wagyu, but it was a thinner steak, but mm. it came out amazing. But yeah. I think that was the steak too. That's Wagyu. Yeah, Wagyu yeah. 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 <laughs> That's awesome, guys. Anything else before we go? No, Ryan, we really appreciate this opportunity. No. We, you know, thank, thank you so, so much, much for having us. Yes. Thank, thank you, guys. Really a pleasure to uh, hear about what you're doing. I love, uh, I love the way you're uh, bringing your culture into barbecue and, uh, sharing that with the rest of us. So thank you for, uh, for doing that guys. I appreciate yep. it. And well, th thank you for having us, letting us talk and share Absolutely. kind of our experiences and visions. Yeah. And any thank more, you, uh, any more guys trips up to Banff, make sure to let me know. And we'll, uh, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. we'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, likewise, if, if you're ever, if you're ever in Dallas, absolutely yes. let us know. We will arrange something ahead of time. I would love to. I, I do get, uh, well, I, I used to get down to Houston with work until COVID. So, uh, I've, um, Need to make a little uh, weekend trip up to Dallas. One of those trips, uh, for sure. Lots of uh, lots of great barbecue in your area there now. So, Absolutely. awesome guys! Thanks so much. Uh, happy Sorry. New Year and enjoy the rest of your evenings. Thank you. You as well. Thanks, guys. You are listening to Canada's longest running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news. Brought to you by the Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta and the manufacturer of the original Canadian charcoal drum smoker. Whether it is in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit, and spend some quality time with family and friends. 
From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram and visit them online at BarrelBossQ.ca. That's Barrel, B-O-S-S, the letter Q, dot C-A, to see the whole lineup. And tell them you heard about them on the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. The KCBS Board of Directors election is over, and there will be three new directors joining the board. Congratulations to Cliff Davis, Gene Titus, and Joel Fleetwood. Friends, if you're in the Regina, Saskatchewan area, check out Prairie Barbecue's Friday night take-home meals. Rob and the crew whipped up a taco meal last week that looked absolutely fantastic, and they have a different menu up for grabs most Friday nights. Nobody likes to cook on those Fridays, so why not give yourself a break and support a local, a great local business at the same time? So the folks at Weber unveiled the new 2022 Genesis gas grill line this week. And they look great with a number of cool features from some of the teaser posts uh, they had put out recently. Myself and others were kind of expecting a thermostatically controlled uh, gas grill, but that does not seem to be a part of the new lineup. I'm going to be trying to get somebody from Weber, whether it's uh, one of their U.S. grill masters or perhaps uh, Weber Canada's Michael P. Clive, get him back on to talk about the new lineup. You know, all uh, I am a big Weber fan, as you probably know. And I sure hope uh, they haven't missed an opportunity here to be one of the first on the market with the thermostat innovation. Uh, you may have seen that Charbrawl has that coming out this year and uh, be interesting to see what that does to the market. I know uh, I'm not the only one talking about it. And I am interested to know what you think about the new, uh, this new option of thermostatically controlled gas grills coming to the market. Will you upgrade from your current grill to one of these units? Hit me up in the comments or drop me an email to let me know. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at www.albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta and then get out there to show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out to your local barbecue joint and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week and keep on smoking.